Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. to us.
I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Amen. imagine. I said, I can only imagine. Wow, put your hands together. Fantastic. Wow. This time, I, I can only say that it's divine. It's divine. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can only say this is God-given. Because the person who is singing, I know the mother, I know the father, both can sing. <laughs> Neither the father nor the mother can sing. So this is purely divine. <laughs> this came from above. <laughs> There's nothing genetic, about, nothing genetic about this one. This is not flesh and blood. This is purely divine. God bless you for the divine gift. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come, let me pray over the offering. So beautiful. You must know when something is, something is given by God. Father, we thank you for this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, you can say this is given by God because there's no physical explanation for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful. Are you ready to learn some memory verse? First Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. One, two, go. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and doubting. First Timothy 2.8. Again, you see, this is very simple. Paul was given, Paul was given a commandment. He said, I will. He was commanding them. He said, he said, I will that men pray everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere means everywhere. You see, everywhere. It means at your job, in the train, in the bathroom, everywhere, everywhere that it's possible for you to pray, pray. Hallelujah. Everywhere, everywhere. In church, at home, in the bedroom, men must always pray. Hallelujah. And they say, and, and then he, he 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 brings in a posture of prayer. That. A posture, okay, like lift up holy hands. Lifting up holy hands. Pray with your hands up. Our Father who art in heaven, pray with your hands up. Lifting up holy hands. Hallelujah. I mean, I guess a lot of Christians cannot lift up their hands because they are not holy. But the hands must be holy. I said, the hands must be what? I said, the hands must be what? Holy. Lifting up holy hands, not unclean hands. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
And then say, and then you must pray with a certain belief, okay? Without wrath and doubting. Wrath means anger. Don't pray in anger. Don't pray annoyed. The whole prayer, you are angry about somebody. Angry about somebody. Your whole prayer, you are angry at somebody. No, don't pray that way. Hallelujah. You know, you have to understand the Bible well. Because the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short. So the last thing God hates is for you to come to Him angry at somebody and self righteous. When God is looking at you, you yourself, you are dirty. So you, you actually, you know, it's like a thief accusing another thief. You are annoying to God. Hallelujah. And they say, without doubting. It means that prayer must always be in faith. If you don't believe, look, if you don't believe what you are praying for, don't pray for it. Seriously. If you don't believe the prayer, don't pray for it. That is why even as a pastor, sometimes somebody asks me, Reverend, pray for me. I don't, I don't feel like I should pray for you. I don't. No, you see, don't pray for something that you don't believe in. When you know that what the person is asking you to pray for, you yourself, you don't believe in it. Don't pray for it. Hallelujah. If you pray, believe it. Amen. I said, if you pray, what? Yeah. That is why one of the best prayers to pray, the lost prayer, I say, and forgive us. You see, you say, pray. Your prayer should be, and forgive us our sins. Ask what? You say, and forgive us what? Ask what? So if you're not willing to forgive somebody, don't pray that prayer. Don't waste your time. Don't pray a prayer you don't believe in. You are not willing to let that quarrel go. Why are you saying that God should forgive you as you forgive somebody when you are not willing to do that? When, it means that when you reach that part, you can skip it. Because <laughs> you don't believe it. Hallelujah. So when you get to that part, ask you, uh, and forgive us our sins. Ask you forgive. And forgive us our trespasses. Ask you forgive our sins. And what's the next one? Uh-huh, so you, you can skip that part and go to the leaders into temptation. Because when, when you say that part, you must believe in it. Hallelujah. Pray a prayer you believe in. Amen. Say without doubting. Without doubting. Pray in faith. Believe in it. Amen. If you have any doubt, don't bother. Hallelujah. In fact, if you have any doubt about something that you are praying about, let me see. If you have any doubt about something that you are not sure, maybe you, you should begin your prayer with the prayer of the centurion. Lord, help my unbelief. So that at least you can work on my unbelief before I launch into the prayer. Hallelujah. Ah. So one, don't, don't pray a prayer you don't believe in. And two, and two, don't pray with somebody who does not believe in you. 
Don't. Very true. Very, very true. Don't pray to someone who does not believe in you. The Bible says, if two shall agree. So the person doesn't believe in you. Don't pray. Don't pray with somebody who does not believe in you. If two shall agree concerning anything. But the person really doesn't agree. So the person is doing it, maybe he's just doing it out of a civic obligation. That we say we should pray, but he doesn't really believe in it. Don't bother. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Without wrath and without doubting. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we are in July. Fast, we've gone through half of the year already by the grace of God. God has been good, huh? I said God has been good. Half of the year is gone, and we are still alive and healthy, and we are kicking. To God be the glory. I said to God be the glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, it's dress down. Dress down also means evangelism, soul winning. Amen. And I started talking, I, I, I took off early because I can't wait to preach about soul winning. So, I'm, I started talking to you about bearing fruit. Hallelujah. God expects us to bear fruit. Amen. That was the order that God established on earth. Say, let the beast bring forth after its own kind. The, the birds of the air. The fishes of the sea. Genesis. God put into motion the continuity of creation by bearing forth. Hallelujah. So bringing forth fruit is a God-ordained thing. Hallelujah. I say bringing forth fruit is a God what? Ordained. Hallelujah. God expects things to bring forth fruit after their kind. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You bring forth fruit after your kind. And then, and then God also used that method of fruit bearing as a key to identify what something is. So, God said that the only way you know this is mango is if you bear a mango fruit. The only way you know this is orange if you come forth with orange. The only way you know that this is uh, apple if it's bear apple fruit. So he, he categorically said that you shall know the, not, by, not by their looks, or by their saying, but by their fruits. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Matthew 7, I believe. Matthew 7, 20. Please, two of us should be, should be fast. Hmm? Wherefore, by their fruit, you shall know them. Amen. And it's very important for us Christians to let, let us learn to identify things by their fruit. Hallelujah. Not by how they look like. Because looks are deceptive. Looks are very, very deceptive. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some people may look very, they may look very 
bad, quote-unquote, on the outside. They are very good. And some people too may look very good on the outside, but they are very bad. Huh? Yeah. So don't go by looks at all. Yeah. Yeah. Some people may look like, oh. Some people may look like they can't have a fly. But when you get close to them, you can see that they can kill an elephant. So don't go by, don't go by it at all. Some people, some, some people, see, some people have, there's something called a bad boy look and a bad girl look. So some people may have a bad boy look or a bad girl look, but they are not like that. And some people may have a holy girl look, but they are very bad. Yeah, are you hearing me? So don't go by looks at all. Go by the fruit. Hallelujah. That is why you should not. That is why you should not um, go judge people or 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 judge people or relate to people based on somebody's sin. You must relate to people based on your own experience with them. Hallelujah. Because somebody may say, oh, she's a very wicked person. That's, what, that's somebody's experience with the person. But when you get close to the person, you find that she's not wicked at all. She's very nice. So relate to people based by your experience with them, not by other people's sayings. You shall know them by their fruits. Hallelujah. You shall know them by their fruits. Don't go by other people's sayings at all. When you get close, you find that the person is totally different. Yeah. 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 So don't go by looks. Yeah. Hallelujah. You shall know them by their fruits. Amen. So God established that order that let us learn to identify things by the fruit. The outcome. That's why the Bible says even wisdom. Wisdom. Okay? Wisdom is justified by his children. Hallelujah. So whether somebody, what the person did is wise or not, you can't tell. It may look wise to you, but with time, you find out it was a foolish thing. And something may look foolish to you, but with time, it may look wise. So, the only way you can say something is wise or foolish is the children, the, the, the result of that decision, the fruit of that decision. Hallelujah. Because you see, some things may sound very, very wise. Especially this type of financial talk. When they start talking, leverage, amortization, equity, it looks very, very wise. Huh? Securitization of future earnings. It looks very wise and very, it looks very intelligent and very wise based on your 
current financial status, we can project that you may need to have this amount of savings for your retirement, so you need to diversify here, invest here, borrow here, mend here. It looks very intelligent. Leverage. Based on your income, you can pay this amount of, you can buy this one, pay this amount, and then uh, at the end of the day, you can balance. It looks very wise. It's so, it's so, it sounds very intelligent. But as to whether it is a wise decision or not, you can, it's only time. The fruit of it. With time. After all that big English, if with time, you have to find out that you have lost your house, you have lost your car, then you see that it was a foolish decision. The English didn't mean a squat. The English that they used did not mean a squat. Because the fruit of that decision is that you, I, I, the fruit of that decision is that now you are almost 60 but you cannot stop working. That's the fruit of that decision. 60 you cannot stop working. Have, have you seen what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So is the fruit that determines something. Hallelujah. Because everybody, when everybody, you see, everybody, when you are taking a decision, you think you are wise. Seriously. That's why Bishop, that's why Bishop has a prayer. I pray that your wisdom will not fail you. And it's a prayer everybody should pray. Me, I pray that prayer. Pray that your wisdom will not fail you. A poor man's wisdom. So whenever you are taking a decision, Yes, one of the prayers you must pray that, Lord, I pray that this, this is my wisdom. Let my wisdom not fail me. Because you are praying, you are taking this with a certain wisdom. And you, are pray, and you are praying that that wisdom will not fail you. Yeah. Taking the decision, pray that wisdom will not fail you. Yeah. I pray that prayer all the time. Because there's something called wisdom failure. Your wisdom has failed you. A poor man's wisdom. Failed you. So everybody, when you are taking, everybody, when you are taking, you think you are wise, including even mad people. Oh yeah, mad people. Yeah, you have no memory of mad. People. See, when the mad person, if, if, including the mad people, everybody can say that. Everybody can see that it is win, it is summer. But the, the one who is mad will wear a winter jacket, and in, in his mind, it's cold. <laughs> In his mind, he's cold. You cannot come. It's, it's, it's not that it's not that he knows it is hot, and he has decided to dress. No, no, he, he thinks he's cold. Yeah, that is why it is described in psychiatry delusion. They say he, the person is deluded, and the definition of delusion is a fixed, false belief, not amendable to reason. That's delusion in psychiatry. It's fixed. It's false. It's a belief. It's not amendable to reason. You cannot tell the person contrary. That's just that's delusion. Very dangerous. And you see, you see, and it's a spectrum. See, everybody is deluded to a certain degree. It depends on how extreme your delusion is. Then you become psychotic. 
But basically, we all deleted. To a point. You are deleted that this dress is nice. <laughs> it's a spectrum. You are deluded that this dress is nice. And that it suits you. Yes, and, and it's not amendable to reason. Even when your friend said, Oh, I don't think it fits you, you don't you say you are jealous because he's sick. <laughs> You are deleted. Everybody's deleted. To a certain degree. A lot of women are deluded. Oh, yeah. I mean, pray that you don't get a deluded wife. Oh, yeah. They have a fixed voice belief that you like this girl. Nothing can change their mind. Pray they don't have a deluded wife. To the contrary. All evidence you can point to. Even this girl is not a type. If I want a woman, it's not this type. It's not this one standing there. Just look at who I chose and look at your strategy. Look at this. You're totally different. So why do you think that even this is my taste? But I don't believe it. And I'm telling you, a lot of women are deluded. Deluded. You can you can say no matter what you say. They, they, you see, they cannot give you evidence, but they believe it. And they call it a woman's intuition. That's delusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fixed false belief. A fixed false belief, not amendable to reason. Let me come out of psychiatry and do some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be careful. Yeah. So, so it is the fruit. Okay, that justify what that is. Do you understand? And you see the fruit. You see that because of that delusion. She would tear down her house and destroy the very home. So that time will tell. It is time that will tell that you were deluded. Because the fruit of that thinking is that now you don't have a house. You shall know them by their fruits. Yeah. Everybody is deluded to a certain degree. A lot of guys are delayed at the road. They can buy it. Or they can make more money. Yeah. By a certain age. Hallelujah. So God gave us the litmus test. Okay? And the litmus test, judge by fruits. Judge by fruits. Judge by fruits. Judge by fruits. Don't judge by other people saying, don't judge by looks. Judge by fruit. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of the people that used to amaze, one of the people that used to amaze a lot of people when we were in medical school was Bishop. And you know how he used to amaze people? Because he's a half caste. And where I come from, half caste people are very bad boys. Uh, 50%. That's what they call them. What do they call them in South Africa? Khaled, no. Kenya, 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 Kenya has a 0.5. In Kenya, they call them 0.5. We call them half caste. In the country where I come from, and, and I did have, have some half caste friends before even Bishop. Half caste friends are boys are bad. You understand? So, 
when anytime anybody sees a half caste, he says he's a bad boy. And he also used to like wearing dark glasses. So when we see a half caste boy with dark glasses, oh, he's a weed smoker. Because the reason why they, they work dark, sorry, you cannot see their eyes. You see? So I remember most of the time, when you go for, when you go for a Christian program and there's an altar call to give your life, everybody will be praying in his direction. They want him to give his life. <laughs> himself. But they were judging by the looks that this boy must give his life to Christ. Yeah. But when they come close to him and he start explaining the Bible to them, they know that they rather need to be born again, not him. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. But when you see him with his dark glasses, and listen, you think some wild unbeliever is going. Don't, don't judge by what you see. Hallelujah. So, God gave us that litmus test. Amen. So, by that, so, a sign that you are a Christian, I'm talking about obstacles to bearing fruit. Obstacles, reasons why people don't bear fruit. Reason number one why people don't bear fruit is because they are not Christians. You see, they can be in church, but they are not Christians. They are false. They are fake. They are fake. That's reason number one. Because something may look like a girl, but it's not a girl. And the only difference is that it cannot get pregnant. It cannot. You can do all the surgery to look like a woman on the outside, but you cannot. You cannot change your chromosome from XS to XY. Hallelujah. So the first reason why people do not bear fruit is why they are not really Christians. And don't be surprised. In the last days, many are creeping on our ways. It's not everybody who sits in church who is a Christian. Some people come for their own agenda. Recently, I was at, um, I was, I was, I was at the funeral. You know, you have to know when people are talking. Recently, I was at a funeral, and I think I shared something at the funeral. Then after a lady came to see me, oh, wow, that's a good sermon. I would like to come to your church. I said, okay, good. Church is an open place. Why not? I gave my address and everything. She said, give me your card. Then she gave me the card. You know, she said, I should give her my card. That's why I don't have a card. Then she, also said, then she gave me her card. And I looked at the card. So, you know, I have something to come and discuss. Then I realized that she's into insurance and real estate. So her coming to my church is not to hear the gospel. Do you understand what I'm saying? So her coming to sit in the church was not because of the gospel, but it's coming to look for clientele. To sell insurance. So it's not everybody. You shall know them by foot. Amen. He was just looking for a business avenue. That's all. Totally business avenue. Potential clients. Yeah. And I know a few people like that. I mean, look, people have come to see me. I know one, one guy came to see me. You see, you see, one guy came to see me. So red. You see, and they, when they come, those when they come, they come with high accolades. They praise you. That's why you should be wary of the praises of men. Yeah. 
Because one guy also came to see me like that. Rev, I like the way you preach. You know, I've been listening to your podcast. You know, I think we, have, we, got, we got to do something. I said, what, what, what is there something? <laughs> exactly, so we got to do something. I said, and I was thinking, what is, I'm just wondering, what, what is it God do? Because I've been preaching and teaching and healing, so what else do I have to do? So we got to do something. So, say, you know, in our community, there's a lot of ignorance, and, you know, and people like you have influence. I said, okay, so what, if, so what do you want me to do? She, and we got to use your influence positively. I said, okay. So what is the positive influence? You know, the way what is going on back home is not really good. We need to organize the people together so we can fight the government. I said, ah. So So, he's who coming to see me, praise me. It's so that I can gather my church people. So we can organize. Politics. So, not everybody who comes to church is a Christian. Many said, wolves in sheep clothing. And the only way you can know what this is a wolf is by their fruit. And one of the cardinal fruit is fruit bearing. That's the person win souls. <laughs> Hallelujah. By their fruits. Amen. Another reason why another obstacle to which by which we don't bear fruit is sickness. Sick. Sickness. You see, I'm trying to give you the natural and the spiritual. You see, in the natural, somebody may be a woman. Okay? The first one, the first one is no woman, she's fake. But the second part, the person is a woman, but may have a certain disease. And because of the disease, you have inability to, to give birth. Get pregnant and give birth. It does not mean they are not women, they are women. Are you hearing me? I mean, it, uh, apart from, I mean, in certain traditions, in certain traditions, they are stupid. That's different, but by and large, in most civilized places, they know that a woman cannot give birth sometimes because of A, B, C, D reasons. Apart from the stupid people who think that once you, once you cannot give birth, you're not a woman. See, it's stupidity. And, and not, not only that, they don't even say birth, though. Once you... <laughs> I'll tell you this story, Rachel. Once I was in the hospital, uh, ob Then, a lady came in, in labor. And when we examined her, we found out, oh, the way the baby is, you know, she cannot deliver vaginally. So you have to deliver by C-session. That's all. So we said, oh, you cannot push the baby, you have to deliver by C-section. Then she started crying. So we thought that maybe because of the, the incision and all those things, that's why she's crying. So it's okay. So we said, oh, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It will heal. I mean, medicine has improved. It will heal you. He said, no, that's not why she's crying. So I said, why? She, you know why she was crying? She said, she's crying because her first wish she's not a woman. She can't push out a baby. <laughs> that's the reason for the crying. Because a real woman should be able to push out a baby. <laughs> I mean, we were shocked. He said, really? And apparently, 
to do some community help. It's a prevalent thing in that community. That if you are, your if you are a real woman, push the baby out. <laughs> if you are, it's, it's a hallmark of being a woman. You can't push the baby, you are not a woman. Yeah. If you are a real woman, push the baby out. You see, I'm not talking about this. That's sickness. Amen. But sometimes the person is a real woman, but sickness, problems with the tube, with the womb, affects the woman so she cannot get pregnant and give birth. Amen. Are you hearing me? So, in the same way, the second part is that the person is a Christian. The first one is not a Christian, it's fake. But the second one is a Christian. But sickness in the person's Christian life. It's not allowing them to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Christian sickness. It's not allowing you to bear fruit. Hallelujah. And Christian sickness is simply sin. The reason why you cannot witness, you cannot evangelize, because you are living in sin. You are a Christian, but you are living in sin. And, and you see, if you laugh and chat and crack funny jokes with your colleagues at work, how can you witness to them? If they see you as one of them, how can you witness to them? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, sickness and unholy life and unchristian life because we go on lunch break, we all crack the same jokes. Then you come and say that, I want to talk to you about Jesus. They're like, yeah. So sometimes our inability to witness or to tell people about Christ is because we have not identified who we are and we are living in sin. Nobody on the block knows you as a Christian. On Sunday, you pack, you t- nowadays we don't even come to church with your Bible because everything is on the screen. So on Sunday, you come, you're sneaking quietly. You come to church, you go back. When even people ask you, where do you go? I, I, I'm just going, I just went to town. You don't even use the word church. Yeah. Does your classmates know you as a Christian? Do your classmates know you as a Christian? Do you share the gospel? You see, one of the cardinal things about the gospel, when the Bible, when the Bible talks about the armor, the Christian armor, okay, the Christian armor to fight the devil or enemies, the Christian armor, it says, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. So, that your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. It means that the preaching of the gospel is a defense against the enemy. Hallelujah. The preaching of the gospel. And, and think about it, it's true. Are you hearing me? Listen, if, if they know you at work or school as a preacher, when they are thinking of silly things, they won't even come and invite you. So the, the gospel prevents them from even tempting you. Your name doesn't even come up. 
They know that that's why the guy won't come. Christmas party at work. They are going to drink. They will invite you. Why do you think that? Why do you think that every time a pastor goes to a funeral, not only me, but almost every pastor, you go to funeral work keeping, the people want you to leave. <laughs> and not only me, any pastor. Usually, they want you to come, pray, do the officiating, and then go. Because your presence hinders them. At first, I never used to understand, but now I tell you, people, they won't change. So when I preach, you know, I go. <laughs> no, 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 I don't bother at all. At first, I said, oh, let me stay around. I can say, no, 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 they want you to go. Reverend, you preach, you share the message, please go. There's Guinness and Snap in the bottle. Reverend, go. <laughs> So now I don't bother. And I, 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 as I'm coming, I know that they only need me for 10 minutes. I do my 10 minutes, then I go. Because the gospel is always a defense. Why don't think they want me to sit there? Because they know that what they are doing, my presence will not allow it. So when you preach the gospel, it protects you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Your feet short with the preparation of the gospel. Amen. My do you understand? That's why I must preach the gospel. Before that boy before that boy tried to wrap you, you wrap him first. I said before he come and tell you hi, baby, you tell him, brother, you need Jesus. <laughs> before don't wait for him to come and say hi baby before you say you need Jesus you may not be able to understand say you need Jesus so you say you need Jesus first <laughs> a lot of you wait for him to say hi baby then you say oh, you know you need, no no you may not get it so you you may not get there so you tell him you need Jesus so that he doesn't even bother to come and say hi baby it's a defense sickness Say Christians, so we don't preach the gospel. Because you live in sin. You have things that when others see, they will not be given, they will not give their life to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And then another reason why we don't bear fruits, you know, is to overcome. You see, another reason why we don't bear fruit from the Bible is that. Because of the chokers. Chokers of the word. Yeah. Look at this parable. Quickly then, I think I'll, yeah. Matthew 4.19. Sorry, I said Matthew. Mark, Mark 4.19. Mark chapter 4 verse 19. Mark 4.19. Mark 4. Jesus spoke a parable and he began to say, and the cares of this world. You see, the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches. And the last of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. It becometh what? It becometh what? So sometimes the person is in church. He's hearing the message. 
he wants, he, he's hearing the preaching. He knows the doctrine of the church and he agrees, but still cannot become fruitful. Not that the person did not hear the word. They heard the word. They read the book. But still cannot bear fruit. And the Bible says the reason why such a, the reason why it happened because the person, the, even though the person heard the word, other things have choked the well. Hallelujah. And the Bible too, and, and the Bible lists the common chokers. One is curse of, and the, the number one choker is curse of this world. Curse of this world. It's not a sinu. Regular curse. Regular curse of this world. Not sin. Regular curse. What is one of the regular curse? Bills. My job. My children. Why not? Give me the case. My marriage. Please give me the case. The, the things you care about. My parents. My rent. My school. My children. And their activities. So, 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 so. It's like, even though you are hearing the word, you are hearing the preaching, these things have a way of occupying you, such that you are not a fruitful Christian. Yeah. You are not fruitful. You are not fruitful. You are busy. Cares of the world. My bill, over time. My husband. Cares of the world. My pregnancy. I'm pregnant. Please put the rehearsal on hold. After my baby, I'll come for rehearsal. Cares of this world. Cares of this world. Listen, I mean, I have, uh, I'm busy. I'm writing an exam. After. They are not sins. But they can, they, they, they can strive for you that you don't become a fruitful Christian. My wife. My husband. When I was single, I could be in the choir. But now I'm married. Responsibilities of being a, a wife. Reverend, you know how it is. It's not easy. Oh. Hmm. It's not easy. This is my husband... My husband, my, listen to me. Before your husband, there was Christ. And after your husband, there will be Christ. Cares of this world. Hallelujah. Yeah. They are no sins. They are no sins. They are ordinary, everyday cares. The things we all care about. My children after school program. Ballet dancing, swimming, karate, band, baseball, soccer. One child. The child even can breathe. After school, you have this program, this program, this program, this program. One little child. So because of that, you can't do anything for God. You see, I'm preaching a good message to you. 
you have forgotten that the keeper of the child is God. Except the Lord watch, you watch in vain. Except the Lord keep, you keep in vain. The real keeper, the real watcher, the one who will make the child right or wrong is God. You can only do your best as a parent. If God does, you can take your child to all the lances, the lessons, the ballet, the kumo, the dancing, the swimming, the whatever it is. If God does not touch the child. But you forget. Sometimes I see a lot of parents and say, I say, you have forgotten who is the real keeper. All of us, you, I don't know about but all of us, all of us, if we were to look into our life, we find out what changed us was the word of God, not our parents. Which of you were changed by your parents' advice? I mean, some of you, you were a headache to your parents. So, I know somebody that went, in fact, the person is not in church now. When, when he became born again, the, the, his father called the lighthouse pastor in Tema that your church must be a good church. You are doing wonders. And that person is in church today. <laughs> the father, the, the person's father, because he was struggling with the boy. Sit here. Stubborn boy. <laughs> Stubborn. Go to school, you fight, break the school, get suspended, trouble some boy. So suddenly, now this boy comes home, go back, sit in church, come back, doesn't quarrel, doesn't fight, it's not arguing in the neighborhood. The father pick up and say, Light us, Nami, must be a great God. That's what the church. This light as God must be a good God to change this boy. boy. And, and, and most of us are like that. Your parents couldn't change you. It's the word of God. The Holy Ghost. Because when the spirit of truth comes, he will convict all men of sin, of judgment, of righteousness. So, don't let your child take you away from the presence of the Holy Ghost. Because at the end of the day, if God does not touch, your effort will be in vain. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when I, when I talk to parents, they give me those excuses for my job, my job, you know, my job, you know. I, my job. My, they don't, they don't even say job, but my job, my job. <laughs> I wish they would say my job so I can understand. <laughs> remember my job, my job. I got, remember my job. This is my new job, you know, it's my new job. <laughs> new job. Now, who gave you the job? Who gave you the job? The job. Who gave you the job? <laughs> remember my job. My job. You know what? Uh, this is my new job. No, remember he's taking my time. Remember, I'll come, I'll come. This is my job. Listen to me. Who gave you the job? Church. Except the Lord watch. You watch in vain. Except the build. The builder built, but in vain. May nothing that God gives you take you away from serving God. May the blessing of God not take you away from serving him. May he rather bring you closer that you may serve him better. In Jesus' name. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. May we serve you more. May we serve you more. May we love you. Let not the cares of this world. me a clean heart. Oh, God. Oh, yes, Lord. And renew a right spirit within me. Oh, creating me, creating me. Creating me a clean heart. Oh, God. Father, let nothing you give us. No blessing. And renew our right No blessing will provide for us. Within me. Take us from you, oh God. We would rather draw closer to you, oh God. Cast me May the blessing you bring our way become a hindrance. No, no. It should not become a hindrance to serving you. But as you bless us, may we serve you more. May we be like David. Know the source of our blessing and continue to love and serve you, Lord. Restore unto me. Oh, the joy. The joy of my salvation and renew and renew our right spirit within me. Oh, Jesus, renew the right spirit within us, oh, a spirit to love you and serve you, oh God. Cast me not away. Problems and blessings should not take us away from serving you. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. May we serve you. May we love you. No situation, no circumstance, oh God. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The joy of my salvation. And renew, and renew. Father, we thank you this morning. May the blessing you bring our way become a hindrance to serving you. No. Let no blessing or problems cut us off from serving you. May we always be sure that you are the giver of life. You are God, our sustainer. The one who blesses us. And Father, may the blessing you bring our way cause us even to come closer to you in the name of Jesus. May we always draw closer to your presence. May we be, may we be fruitful. Children who bear fruits. We bear fruits. May we be fruitful. May we bear fruits. Let the curse of barrenness be removed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. None shall be barren. None shall be barren. The barren womb is being removed and a fertile womb is coming in place. The womb shall be fertile. 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 For with God, all things are possible. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Finally, with every eye closed. If you are in church this morning, if you are in church this morning and you are not born again, the most important thing is to give your life to Jesus Christ. See, there is heaven and there is hell. 
Heaven is real. Hell is real. And one thing is sure. One day all of us will die. Nobody can prevent yourself from dying. A day will come you will die. And the Bible says after death, there's judgment. When you die, where will you be? Heaven or hell? You know, so I don't believe in it. You don't have to believe in it. The fact that you don't believe in it does not mean that it's not going to happen. So this morning, I pray for you. Take a decision to be a Christian. Take a decision to give your life to Christ. Jesus said, if you believe, uh, any man who comes to me, I will know I cast out. And Paul said, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So this morning, I pray, if you have not done this before, you have not believed in your heart. You have not, be- you have not believed in your heart. And you have not confessed with your mouth. Jesus Christ as your Savior. To be a Christian, a Christian, a Christian. Because let me tell you something. Life in this world without God is too difficult. You need God. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, please, you say, Pastor, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a Christian. I just want to be a Christian. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Anybody like that this morning? Any like that this morning? I want to be a Christian. If you are a Christian, if you are born again already, you don't need to. But if you are not born again, you are not born again, you need to. Because one day, you will stand before God. Come on to Jesus. Anybody like that this morning? Oh, sing. Come on to Jesus. The Lord is waiting for you. Jesus is waiting for you. He's giving you an opportunity. He's giving you an opportunity. Don't walk out of this place without being born again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let him have his way. Father, we thank you this morning for the life of Christ. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for salvation. We thank you that you shed your blood on Calvary that we shall be saved. We thank you for eternity that we have a better place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. Amen. Yeah. Spirit of death and dumb. Spirit. A lot of time when Jesus heals somebody, he casts out an evil spirit. Hallelujah. It means evil spirit causes diseases. Amen. So your headache, your sore throat, your backache, your fever, your asthma, your diabetes, your hypertension, sometimes it's a devil. And you have to believe it. it, it listen to Look, I'll, I'll share a testimony with you. You know, recently, testimonies, you know. I knew, I, I knew of a pastor, a very great man of God, a very spiritual person. Okay? Personally, I'm not a person personally. He prayed for somebody in church. The person was not well. You see, the person was not well. So the person said, Pastor, pray for me. So the pastor asked the, the, pastor asked the person, what is wrong with you? And the pastor listed, four, the person listed four diseases. Four diseases that he's having at that time. Do you understand? I have this, I have that, I have that, I have that, four. So the pastor 
prayed for the person. And then, two days later, the pastor, I know this pastor, the pastor went for his annual checkup. There was nothing wrong with the pastor. He went for his annual checkup with his doctor. And when the doctor examined and ran some tests, he mentioned four diseases. And they were the exact disease that he he prayed for somebody two days ago. Do do, do you get it? So, of course, the pastor cast them out immediately. But he was sharing this testimony with that look to prove that demons cause sicknesses. Because how can four things exactly? A condition that he never had. Went to the doctor because he prayed for somebody two days ago. And they went to the doctor, and the doctor listed one, two, three, four. So he said, so I asked the brother, what happened? He said, he just laughed. You can actually see that this is actually, it, it, it rather, it, 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 it strengthened his faith to believe that demons cause sickness. Of course he prayed. He prayed, he prayed it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, I just want you to know that sicknesses are caused by demons. And the blood of Jesus is a stronger blood. I say it's a stronger blood. I say it's a stronger blood. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. So as you come for communion, believe in the body and believe in the blood. We are blocking every demonic activity. I feel a strong anointing here to block demonic activities. This morning we are blocking demonic activities. Any curse that is assigned you, we are blocking it. In Jesus' name. I say in Jesus' name. By the power of the bread and the blood. We broke it in Jesus' name. Amen. Father Holy Spirit, thank you. Kali Yamasanda. Let's provide the communion. Let's provide the communion. Father, we thank you for the body that was broken and for the blood that was shed. Thank you. This is the blood of Jesus and this is the body of Christ. Thank you that this body surpasses every sickness and this blood surpasses every spirit in Jesus name amen of God. Sons of God. Hear his holy word. Hear his holy word. Gather around the table of the Lord. Eat his body. Drink his blood. Holy word.
his holy word. Bible says, our Lord Jesus Christ in the night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. He blessed it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This morning, as you receive the body, may it represent your healing. May it represent your peace of mind. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. May eat the body. And that same night, he took the cup and he blessed it. And he said, This is my blood of the new covenant, which was shed for the remission of sins. And as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. This is the blood that Moses said, the life is in the blood. And this is the blood that Paul said, he speaketh better than the blood of Abel. This morning, as you come to the Lord's table, I lift up this blood, representing the blood of Jesus. Anything that has been a problem with your blood, we exchange with the blood of Jesus. If demons could not attack Jesus, they cannot attack you. Amen. If sickness could not attack Jesus, it cannot attack you. Amen. If poverty cannot, didn't attack Jesus, poverty cannot attack you. Amen. I declare freedom from poverty, financial harassment, Amen. and death through the power of the communion. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Drink the blood. On a hill. On a hill far away stood, stood an old rugged cross. Holy Spirit. The emblem of suffering and shame. But I love that old cross. Where the years. Dearest and best Oh yes Lord For what 
For the remission of sins. For the remission of sins. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bondage of deliverance from bondage. Deliverance from bondage. Financial bondage. Financial bondage. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. Let it be broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Marital bondages. Let it be broken, oh God. Let it be broken. Let it be broken in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning for the blood. Thank you that the blood has spoken. The blood has spoken. And the blood has answered. This blood is speaking better things. Thank you for better news. Better news. Good news. Because this blood speaks better. In the coming week, may the news be very good. In the coming week, may the news be very, very good. Because the blood speaks better. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Yep. The news will be better. I said it. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.